ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. I'm Stacy Johnston, honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing great. I, I'm just thankful to be alive. Really, I am. How about cool. you? I like that. You know what? I'm thankful to be alive, too. I, I was kind of... We're working on the book. You know, you, we're, we're putting a book out about this podcast right now. And I was working on some of this stuff last night for the book. And I, I really got to thinking about why we started this podcast. Because the, the book is all about this podcast and what it's done and some of the people that we've met. And you know what I, I recognize is that the original reason we started this is still my quest. I really love seeking out ordinary people that do extraordinary things in the lives of those around them, that, that just live life extraordinary well, that recognize they survived 100% of their very worst days and they're still thriving. And I, I just am enthralled and enthused and humbled and excited about the people that we get to meet and the stories that we get to hear. I feel very honored to sit in this position. How about you? I am equally as honored to be able to, I don't know, I just enjoy being able to shine a light on people's stories that sometimes, you know, might not otherwise get to be shared. And I think everybody has a story and they all should be shared. So I I really enjoy it. You know, me too. When you see these people that, that the world would see as extraordinary, right, people in the news, people that they get the coverage, they get the break, they get the whatever, there's stuff all over the place. But there are so many people in this world that hold space for others, that that shine light, that build people, that empower the world, that don't get that same light. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for us to shine that light for them. I agree. All right. Well, then let's get to shining the light. Go ahead. I'm going to say, I've talked to a few people, and they always say, they're like, well, I don't have a story. And I'm like, oh, but you do. Everybody does. Mm. Yeah, amen. Everybody has. And what is it that you always say about other people's story, about your story? That it will be somebody's survival guide. Amen. Amen. Somebody needs to hear what you have to say. You haven't learned the things that you've learned in this life for nothing. It's not by accident that you know what you know. So uh, I, I love the ability to, to lay that wisdom out, right? We've had over 200 interviews, and we've had 200 completely different messages of hope and grace and gratitude and faith and empowerment, and it just is, it's just cool. So let's just show on the road. We have a lovely lady joining us today from Rochester, Michigan. Her name is Ms. Whitney Prude. How are you today, Ms. Whitney? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet. We are glad that you're here. So how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Whitney, what do you do, why do you do that, and uh, how can people connect with you? Sure. So a little bit about me. I am, like you said, I'm in Rochester. Well, it's actually Rochester, Minnesota, and I I do a couple different things. I am a pharmacist at the Mayo Clinic here in Minnesota. I do that part-time. I work there in the inpatient pharmacy, and then I also have my own business that I also do part-time. So I am a health and wellness coach. I got certified to do that through the 
national organization of health and wellness coaching. And it's, it, it really became a, a passion of mine because I, as soon as I got my first job as a pharmacist, I actually got a work injury. And I, I got this injury in both of my wrists while using the computer. And uh, nobody could really understand what was going on. Well, two months later, I, you know, I was so sick, I was nearly bedridden and <clears throat> in a lot of pain, and I ended up you know, with this autoimmune disease that they highly suspect to be rheumatoid arthritis. So with that, uh, you know, I was so sick, I was wondering at that point, I'm like, if I can't do my job, what do I do, right? I had worked my whole life for this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I, <laughs> what do? I do? Um, so I really, I really kind of went down this path of trying to uh, follow my passion, but most importantly, trying to help people with their health and with their wellness and to try and avoid the pitfalls of, you know, chronic illness and what comes when we don't actually take care of ourselves in the way that we should. So that's kind of, you know, just a very short <laughs> snippet of my world and what I do and a little bit about, you know, why I started and why I got there. Um, I do have a website that's, you know, an easy way to see more about what I do, who I am, and get in contact with me. And that is www.myholeandhappylife.com. Oh, myholeandhappylife.com? You got it. I love it. I'm going to make sure I get that down so we can make note of that. Cool. Myholeandhappylife.com. So does your business <clears throat> deal mainly with women or men or both? You know, it's interesting because initially I had kind of thought, I'm like, okay, well, you know, women a lot of times are the people that reach out more to get help with their health and wellness. And so, and, you know, I'm female, so I was like, well, okay, I'll, you know, I'll target women. But I actually, my clients are just as much men as they are women. And so... <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I don't specify between either. Um, I, you know, I really uh, am amazed, too, by the men that will reach out and say, you know, I, I want to make a change. I, I want to change my health. I want to change my wellness. Um, and, you know, they're willing to take the steps to do that. So I definitely meet with both, you know, usually middle-aged individuals, a lot of times working professionals, people that are busy, that have their health, that kind of, gets put on the back burner um, while everything else is a priority and kind of helping them get back to making themselves a priority and being in a good place. Very cool. <clears throat> I think, thank you for having a space where people can come. Right. A lot of people, I think, are looking for alternate ways of, of healing and their sick of band-aids right they want to get to the root of the problem so i think absolutely very important. yeah and that's i mean that's usually what i tell people you know if you're looking for a quick fix i'm not your girl <laughs> um i really i really try to help people overcome kind of the mental and emotional barriers that keep them from being able to reach their physical health goals because there's a reason why their physical health has gotten to where it is, and it's not all physical. 
the majority of it is, you know, it comes internally. It's mentally, it's emotionally, it comes from somewhere. And so, you know, we try to discover what that is and how to overcome it. I love that. I think that is so powerful. So many people, are, like Cassie said, are looking for alternative ways to get better, right? I have a lot of respect for you as your position as a pharmacist at Mayo Clinic, and I'm sure your life has been crazy recently with, yep. all, that, <laughs> with all that's gone on, right? So uh, thank yeah. you for what you do and for all the people that you help through that. And uh, for opening well, the place, you, you know, people you. To, some people really need to understand. They just need to, if they understood the underside a lot of times, I think, of their medical condition or the medical world it, just in general, there'd be a lot more peace around it, you know? But yeah. it seems like there's yeah, so much I think that's true. Yeah, there's so much and there's so much people don't understand and they don't know how to ask the questions. They don't know how to take charge. The guy in the coat's very intimidating for whatever reason. I mean, we're all the same, right? We just chose a different job. Right. At the end of the day, we don't, we don't see it that way, so it becomes really intimidating for us. So <clears throat> let me ask you a question. Along the journey that you've taken, right, the things that you've discovered about yourself and the, the pivots that you've had to make, and, and the perspective that you have in the world that you see today. Have you come up with or can you have, share with us your definition of the word hero? And who have you met along the way in your journey that would fit into that description for you? It was interesting as I was kind of um, preparing or <clears throat> to you know, talk with you and, and this idea of you know, what is a hero? What does that mean to me and who is you know who are my heroes it's interesting because I don't I don't think big you know I don't I don't think necessarily of just people who have been wildly successful or they're well known for the things that they've overcome but I I really think about you know the people in their just in their everyday lives that are overcoming adversity and then they you know, they, they make it through, they overcome, and then they continue to climb and they continue to make their world, whatever that entails for them, um, they continue to make their world a better place. So that's kind of, those are the people that I admire and that I consider to be very brave and to be a hero is, you know, those people that, <clears throat> that are fighting through life. Um, and, you know, that's actually a lot of people. That are that are really fighting through life and then continuing to climb and trying to make their world uh, as best that it the best that it can possibly be. And just to, I mean, the person that's the most forefront in my mind in terms of you know who was the hero for me, who was that example, and that most certainly was my mom. Um, she so when I was sixteen my parents went through uh, what I consider to be a pretty nasty divorce um, from my, my perspective as a teenager. And um, it was incredible to watch my mom fight through that. Um, she, the forefront of her mind was her kids. How, you know, how is she going to get through this? How is she going to take care of her kids? Um, we, didn't have, we didn't have money. And she had been a stay-at-home mom for over 20 years and so you know at that point <laughs> you know what do you do you kind of as a mom you're put in this place of like like what's next how do I take care of my family 
and she really dug her heels in and she um she went back to school she started from you know she was doing the math that I was doing in uh even earlier classes than what I was doing in high school just to kind of get started and get going and uh, in order to make money and be able to go to school, she started running paper routes in the morning. So she would deliver, you know, get up at 3 a.m. and deliver 500 paper routes in the morning, um, 500 papers in the morning, just to have, you know, barely enough to make ends meet and then to continue to work through school. But it was really important for her as well to be home when we got home from school. So, you know, she was very she was just, she was fighting right and she was fighting for what was most important to her and that was her family that was her children um and to be able to provide and i just watched her like fight through you know 9 years of schooling she worked her way all the way you know so she was in her mid 40s all the way through graduating from pharmacy school so she worked all the way through getting a, do- a doctorate degree um and now already, you know, she's able to build her dream home and is about to retire and will actually have a retirement. And it's just, for me, you know, I just look at that and I'm like, like, that's a hero. You know, someone, someone who's willing to fight for, for those kinds of things um, in their life, for their family, and to just keep going. Like, you know, there's no other option. You just keep going. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I hope I hope your mom knows how you feel. That she that you <laughs> Yeah, I hope she Yeah, knows. she she certainly does and I will make sure that she hears this too because she she should know, right? And she should hear it over and over because it's made a it's made a really big impact on me and you know, the things that I'll do in my life and my siblings as well. And so beautiful. I really appreciate I appreciate that, right? My my parents are my heroes as well, but I, I think that it makes the term hero more relatable when people identify their heroes as moms and dads and brothers and sisters and coworkers and people like that, right? Everyday people, because, you know, little kids, if you say, who's your hero? They're way more likely to say Superman. (laughs) Yeah. That's their thing, right? They're all they're they're going for that because superhero is a cape, and they come in and they save the world, right? right? And I think once you get older and realize that you don't necessarily have to have a cape, which is where the uncaped heroes came from, right? Right. Everyday heroes, everyday people that do extraordinary things, right? So I appreciate that. So let me ask you another question: If there was a particular life lesson that you have learned along your journey that you think our audience needs to know, what would it be? So this is a, you know, it's a question where when I look back on my life and look at, you know, potentially the biggest thing that made the biggest impact in terms of my journey, you know, just towards wellness in general, um, I actually would say that it's been the power of self-awareness and I'll kind of give a little bit of a background of where this comes from and I use this a lot within my coaching. So my first my first exposure to this idea of self-awareness was that I was 
I had a friend that I was working pretty closely with, and we were working together in like in a religious capacity. And I I had grown up in a very religious home, you know, and I would say <laughs> I had a ton of faith, um, and I just I didn't question things, you know. It was just like, okay, this is how it is, you know. Like I believe it, and let's go, let's let's move forward. And this friend of mine actually was very much the opposite. She doubted everything. She questioned everything um, and really, really struggled. And I didn't understand for a long time until, you know, I got to know her and she finally shared this story with me. And when she was 12 years old, her mom um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And they went through, you know, she, she went through chemotherapy and all of this treatment was so, so sick. And then after all of that, they went to the doctor and they did all the scans and the tests and they said, um, they said, we're 100% certain, you know, like the, the cancer is gone, you're cancer free, you're good to go. And her mom actually died from cancer three weeks later. And as she tells this story, you know, she's looking me in the eyes and she's got tears running down her face. And she says they were 100% certain and they were completely wrong. And it was a story that just, it, it really hit me of like, you know, what, what in my life am I 100% certain of just because that's what I've always thought? And what is there that I'm missing? Like in what areas or what aspects am I maybe wrong? in what I'm doing or how I'm feeling or, you know, uh, the way that I see the world and, and those kinds of things. And that was really my first exposure to kind of questioning, like, am I, <laughs> am I actually in as good of a place as I think that I am? You know, am I as healthy as I think that I am? And th- the reality is, is that I wasn't. I hadn't dealt with things from my parents' divorce. I, there, I had so many issues that I was covering up that I thought that I was fine and, and I really wasn't. And it wasn't until, you know, I was kind of exposed to this idea of opening up my mind to other possibilities that it might not be what I actually think that it is um, that I really started noticing I had a lot, to wor- a lot of work to do. And, you know, it was a very, very challenging journey uh, mental health-wise and, I worked, I mean, I worked on that for <laughs> seven plus years, really challenging years of, you know, trying to get through all of these things that I started to notice as soon as I was willing to ask the hard questions and look inside of myself. So one of the most important things that I work with my clients on and even just my friends and my coworkers of like, you know, like, do we, do we even know, like, are we aware of where we're at, of how things are affecting our life, of why we're stuck where we are and believe that we're stuck and there's, we don't have any other options. Um, a lot of times we're, we're just not aware. And if we can increase that awareness, we can start moving ourselves forward in ways that we never could have imagined. So that's really been, I mean, that when I look at everything, that was probably my, my biggest golden nugget um, in terms of a life lesson that has really shaped my life over the last decade plus. 
That's powerful. That's powerful. How much, why, how much freedom can there finally be in that awareness? Yeah. We take that moment. That's a beautiful lesson. I love that. Okay, so let's take a moment and turn the tables on you just for a minute. And let's let you be the hero. Okay? Let's put you on the pedestal and take a moment to thank you for the space that you provide and for the hero that you are to probably more people than you realize in a day. So thank you for that space on behalf of all those that you serve and the extraordinary things you do in the lives of other people. So while you stand on that pedestal with your cape firmly in place, what's your statement? What's your one-liner of wisdom to the world? My statement is that you hold the key to your ultimate destiny. Mm. And when I say that, I mean, so I, I'm obviously very passionate about wellness, but one of my favorite things is actually to public speak and to motivate and inspire people to be well. And that's actually, you know, in, in a lot of my keynote speeches, that, that's the last line as I'm up on stage. My whole, you know, my whole speech leads up to the fact that it's really up to you, that we really do have control over where, where we get to. We're not stuck, right? We hold that key um, to, to ultimately where we're going to end up. And if we're brave enough, we can start taking the steps to get to wherever we want to be. And it's, it's powerful. But a lot of times, you know, we stand in our own way. So I really, I really like to, you know, put that line in front of people, to put that power back into their hands, that they're the ones that are holding the key that's keeping them exactly where they are, and they have the ability to open the door and move themselves forward. That's so powerful. How many people just need to believe that? One of the programs that I teach in my own coaching program is that it's your story. Write the story. Why are you going to let everybody else around you write your story for you? Right. Take take control of it. Be the author of your own story. It's your dance. You might as well take the final bow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And enjoy it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Love to dance along the way, right? It's not about wishing the rain would stop. It's learning how to dance in it. Because so, the rain's going to come. So I love right. that. I think that's extremely empowering. I love that. Cassie, where does that one leave you? I think Hold that the people... I think that people um, are very quick to assume that a hurdle in the road is a dead end, right? Because so many people anymore are reactive instead of responsive. So I think that if people would step back for a second and realize that if they will calm down and assess the situation, they have the answers. They can get past the obstacle and go even further than they thought they could. Mm. Yeah, I think that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's so true. Yeah, powerful. I love it. Oh, ladies, I could continue having this conversation all day, but I regretfully we are at a place where we are going to have to find a way to wind down. So I would love for our audience mm-hmm. to remember that we are always brought to you by and guided by grace and enlighten up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to share your story with us, 
or you just need someone to talk to or interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to take my moment to close by saying thank you so much, Whitney, for your time, for your wisdom, for what you do, for the pressure that you live under every day and the light that you shine underneath all of that. Um, I'm grateful to you, and thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Kathy, I'd yeah, love to give you the stage for a moment. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Kathy, I'd love to give you the stage for a moment. How would you like to leave our audience today? You know, as usual with the challenge, a lot of people assume that, you know, reading a certain book or taking, listening to a certain thing or whatever will, that will be the change, right? But I have said numerous times that footwork makes the book work, right? You can't just read a book and your life will change, right? That's not how it works you have to take the steps to make the improvement. So. I love, I love that. I always love your challenges. Back, yeah, back up and take the steps. You always lay out the greatest okay. challenges. I hope people take them to heart. I hope so, too. That's a great challenge. <laughs> right? Right. That's a good one. All right, Whitney, we're going to turn the table to you, girlfriend, and give you an opportunity. Thank you very much. We'd be honored if you would take the Next 90 seconds and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today? You know, I would just, I would just again reiterate that you, everyone that is listening to, you know, to this podcast, you have the power and the ability to be in control of your life. You deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be able to live a good life, to be happy, to be able to do the things that you love and to enjoy the things that you love. We so often get stuck in taking care of everyone else, pleasing everyone else, looking at, you know, how, how we can't get there, looking at all of the barriers. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you that you do have a way out. Like I said, you hold the key to your ultimate destiny. That is absolutely 100% true. I have seen so many people just start to ask the small questions of, you know, where am I at? Am I stuck? And why am I stuck? Who am I? How can I start to move myself forward? And they completely transform their lives. And I, you know, I'm, I dedicate my life to helping people to find that because it's worth it. We do not have to be miserable. We deserve to be happy. We deserve to be healthy. And you just have to take that first step forward. Thank you.